Before we start the podcast, we need to let you know that Lady Godiva will be performing in Richmond, Virginia. Today, as you're listening to this on Wednesday, let them know where you're going to be performing and what you're doing. Hi, bitch. <laughs> um, I will be performing Corporate America in Richmond, Virginia today at 5 p.m. Well, 5 to 9 in between those times. And it's then a- um, I'm excited. You got to look out for the location because it's going to be secret. And also, we just want to let you guys know that we do have the breast cancer awareness shirts available on sancoin.com, S-A-N-Q-U-O-N.com. They are available now to the end of December. 100% of all profit goes to the research of breast cancer that's in this cruel disease. All right. Ready. Hello, and welcome to the Awkward Minority Podcast, episode 67. I'm one of your hosts, Lady Godiva, and with me, as always, my partner in crime, Mr. Jesus Shuttlesworth, a.k.a. Jamel Hill. Hey! Hey, hey! How, how are you, know- you today? I'm doing quite fine. I'm, I'm very excited about this episode. How are you? <laughs> Good. Can you believe 67 episodes? 67 episodes. That is a lot of episodes. That's a lot of talking. That's over 67 hours. Because some of my episodes have been like two hours long. Right? <laughs> that's not even including the lost episode that we never put out. What? Because they probably have been a recap episode just thanking people for, for, for the year, for the great year, but we end up just going off on a tangent and then we, for, and we just didn't even put it out. I know. I, we forgot all about that. <laughs> yeah, it's a, maybe one, maybe one day we'll put it out. It's dated as hell now, but still, maybe one day we'll put it out. But yo, um, do you get very eerie about killing bugs? You know, it's funny that you mentioned that. Um, I didn't used to because. I just wanted to get the motherfuckers out of the way because I don't like bugs. Yeah. But now, now I'm actually, like, trying to not kill them and kind of, like, I guess call one of the boys in their house and have them take the bugs outside to save their lives, to spare their lives. What about you? I'm glad you said that because we're on the same page. Like, I try not, I honestly, okay, I try not to kill bugs. And when I do kill them, I feel bad about it because it was a cricket in my office. And, like, I was like, man, this cricket got to get the fuck out of here. It's making so much noise. But I'm trying to catch the cricket, but the cricket wasn't having it. So, eventually, I had to kill the cricket. Because the cricket would not refuse to go where I needed to go. It was bouncing around. It was all kind of bad. So when I killed this cricket, I felt bad. I felt bad for him. Like, I know, like I'm like, maybe I'm getting old. I'm getting soft or whatever. Because when I was young, I just killed bugs with no regard for their life. Now, if I kill, now it was like, um, some, a, a little small bug in like the garage or whatever. I was like, you go about your day. I, but I gave him a speech. I said, I said, I'm going to let you live. 
but don't come in my house. Like, don't come in the house. Like, if I see you in the house, I'm gonna try to get you out of my house. But it's game on. Like, we gonna, I'm feel, I'm feel the level of disrespect. Then I seen another cricket in the garage too, and I was like, you too, big motherfucker, because you a big ass cricket. I was like, don't come in my house, man. You can chirp, chirp outside. I, I just be feeling bad because it's like I be thinking about their families and stuff. Like, man, now this little, this little bug family can't be together no more because I done killed it. Or sometimes if it really pisses me off, like if I'm in a really bad mood, I kill a bug and just leave it in the middle of the floor for a good uh, two hours, just like to send a message to all the other bugs. Like, we don't play around here. Well, I don't think it's that far, but I do. I, I, do, I do notice that the older we get, it's like we, we try to be mindful of all life. Like, like, you know, living organisms, like, other species, like, it's just, I don't know. I think that's a decent thing to do. <laughs> Unless it's the food I eat, because I don't give a fuck about no chicken or no cow. Oh, my God. I'm, like, I'm, just, I'm just being real. It's like, and that's, my neighbors and them, got they got cows and chickens. They don't eat those. But the ones that we eat, the ones that are made for purely eating, I'm sorry, Peter, but fuck their life. Oh they gonna die. man. They gonna die. Regard man. These animals are going to die regardless of whether or not I eat them. You know how many Americans love meat? Like meat is. We done been over this before. Meat is essential to living. Like all you. That's why all these vegans are mad because they ain't got no meat in their life. They walking around mad all the time. Like you gonna you gonna live to be a hundred and thirty, but at what cost? Like you are gonna be mad? I I rather I rather live to be ninety. And enjoy my life and get to eat some of the greatest food in the, in the world than to be 130 over here eating grass. See, I don't, I don't think it's about the meat itself. I think it's what happens before it becomes, you know, uh, available to us to eat. That's, I think that's the part that, uh, bothers now nah, that's the now nah, that's that up north shit. Cause down south, like I said, it's the it's the chick the chicken the chicken farm where they make the chicken strips and chicken nuggets and chicken breasts and all that other stuff and thighs is right up down the you pass you pass it you pass it getting to my house like that that long road with no end. that feel like you on you be on it for like ten minutes, but it feel like you on it for thirty. <laughs> the primary chicken farms are right there. That's where they that's where all the chickens be at. So. Our chickens are clean. We get it straight. They bring it straight to the store. We get to eat it up. Cause I, don't, I. But anyway, anyway, I just be feeling bad for the bugs. I'm sorry. I'm so I just I want to give it like a, a rest in peace to all the bugs that I've killed over my years. I try to save you, but sometimes you just gotta die. Especially spiders, cause man, spiders. I gotta apologize to the spider after I kill them, cause I don't want you, cause you you don't know the harm you can cause in my life, like. If you like, if you 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 rolling around and then you get up on me and you bite me and I'm up, I'm in here dead as hell because I'm being a punk bitch and want to kill a spider. Man, you remember when I got bit by a spider and I went to the hospital and these fuckers were like, that was like a snake bite. You remember that? Man, it's like a bear bit you. See, that's what I'm saying. Like these spiders, they don't know the pain in which they bring. So all the spiders that listen to the podcast. Whatever room you in with whoever's listening to this podcast, see, y'all think about that. Y'all like, why is he talking to spiders? How they gonna play the podcast? They in a room right now listening to this podcast by somebody else that's playing it. So just leave that person in the room. Stay in the shadows. This coming from a person that had a lizard living his living my living my office for about two weeks. I miss little Lizzie. 
Remember I set him free and then he didn't want to be free? That was sad, man. He was looking at me like, so you just go let me go? And I'm like, yes, you have to go into the wild, boy. You can't, you can't just sit around my office all day doing lizard shit. He was just chilling. Yo, man, I, man, I was doing something. I looked down and he just looking up at me, man. We had a bond, but then eventually he, he understood and then he's, 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 he slithered off into the, into the, into the woods. I miss him every day. Aww. Shout out to little what, Lizzie. What is that um, term for sadness again? Despondence. Despondence. See? Oh, that's a great introduction for... Want to talk about despondence right now? I'll talk about it later. No, we can talk about it right now. All right. Well, we asked on we asked on Facebook for some of the listeners of the podcast to give us a topic to talk about this week, and one of the topics that was sent in was from the from the real Kelly and the real yeah the real Kelly. She wanted us to talk about despondence. Now this now this is sponsored by Loot Crate, and this month's Loot Crate is the Mystery Pack, which features Ghostbusters, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Thor. And my favorite, Stranger Things. So go to loot, go to trylootcrate.com backslash awkward minority to get this month's loot crate. Loot crate is a premium service that gives you knickknacks in a box every month delivered to your house. The, the theme changes every month. You're guaranteed a t-shirt and other, and other amazing things. So check it out at trylootcrate.com backslash Aka minority, and let's get back to this topic. So, what do you have to say about despondency? Now, before, actually, actually, before you start, let me, let me, let me not, let me not assume. Despondency is a state of low spirits caused by loss of hope or courage. Of courage. How do you, how do you, how do you feel about despondency? Because it seems like we got a lot uh, of that going on in this world right now. Right, big time, and I feel like. Despondency in, in, in America alone, um, it, it definitely, you can feel the low spirit in America right now. Um, between, you know, uh, the president and, and the NFL and the Vegas um, shootings, man. It's just, this world is going, to, this world is like in a hell. This, this world is honestly in like a, a spiraling pit of hell right now. It's like, this is, America at this moment is everything that they was trying to say that Obama was going to be when he became president. Like every single fucking thing they said that would happen is basically happening right now in this America. It's sad. It's crazy to see. Right. And in Puerto Rico and, you know, in Texas and, you know, the Caribbean and Miami. Right. They were all affected by the hurricane. Like, um, you know, I, I work with numbers, you know, the with the labor and stuff, and the the, the uh, call we get is is very very disappointing. And it's really sad to hear, um, you know, like it's devastating. And um, I just feel like it doesn't help that the media makes it worse. Um, you know, something as little as a meme can go around, it spreads like a disease, and everybody is just, they make fun of everything, you know, somebody can pass, 
and they'll have a meme up for it, and, and just, they make fun of people, um, it, it, there's no regards to anybody's feelings anymore, everybody's sensitive, everybody's pointing fingers, um, so it kind of makes you feel like there's a lack of hope, and, and Become you become desensitized. It's like what's that saying? I you try to laugh, you try to laugh to keep from crying because everybody's everybody every everybody is desensitized from this stuff. I like because like it was talking about because I seen when when Hugh Hefner died, man, he rest in peace. A lot of people was posting, oh, he died for that pussy. Like it's like a lot of people. I mean, I they try to find they try to find the humor in society's fucked up ways because. If all you do is cry, it's like eventually it's going to get to you. So I guess it's kind of a combated system. It's kind of like how when most people don't express their real feelings to people, they try to try to be mean towards them. It's because you're trying you're trying to hold back the emotions of opening that wall. Like if you open that door, you can't close the door once you open the door because now your feelings are on the table. So a lot of people try to use humor as a way of masking the pain. And a lot of people try to use pain just just to lash out. Like a lot of people, like a, a lot of people. I keep on saying a lot of people. Like recently, I keep on saying like and like a lot of people. Like recently, the dub, the dub commercial, right? Right. Dub put out a commercial, and it had a woman taking off his, taking off her shirt, and then she became a white woman. And then most people. Or the sick, I'm gonna call it, I'm gonna call it spade a spade. The sick motherfucker that actually decided, I'm gonna, I'm gonna create some bullshit. They screenshotted where she became a black woman, then she became a white woman, and they passed that image around, and they, and then they cropped it to make it seem like it was an ad, and they passed that image around social media, and it spread like wildfire. Like people didn't care to fact check, people didn't give a fuck. They didn't even, they didn't even care to, think hey this doesn't make sense so they started making you know they started making memes they started tweeting they started doing everything they did everything within they did everything within their power to make dub seem like this hateful place people throwing away soap they did so much that dub had to come out and say we we'll apologize and then then the apology wasn't enough which was funny because once i seen the commercial the actual commercial then i was like wait Exactly what are y'all mad about? Because the woman turned from a black woman to a white woman to a Latina woman. So the commercial posts to show like the unification of soap, like everybody uses our soap, no matter the you know, no matter the color. So they're trying to make a commercial that conveys to everybody. Granted, it's not the best commercial in the world, but it's a lot of shitty commercials in this world. So I didn't really pay that much attention because you know, every Everything triggers me when it's bad anyway, because we artists, so everything, every bad thing triggers us. So I didn't pay no attention. I try to pay no attention. But I'm like, they thought it out. They thought it out to the best of their abilities because they had they had her changing to a white woman, then the woman changed to a porter, then she changed to a a Latino woman. Cause they knew, cause they knew the internet, they knew the internet, cause they knew if she changed from a black woman to a Latino woman to a white woman, what the perception would be that y'all try to make it a race thing. And y'all still found a way to make it a race thing. And then when confronted about being mad, a lot of y'all was, it was like the woman from Orange is the New Black, Dan, 
Danielle Brooks or something, when confronted about being wrong and not having all the facts, you double down on your ignorance and you say, oh, well, what about that ad where they were saying the black girl, the before and the after? I'm like, that's just a, that's just a badly placed photo. I'm like, you have to, at some point, you have to admit when you are wrong, because you are wrong about this. You can't change your stand, your goalposts. You can't change the goalposts. This is like me saying, hey, Subway used to charge five dollars for footlongs. Now they charge six dollars. What's up with that? And then you go, and then did somebody go, well, no, that, did somebody go, well, you know, if you actually go into the store, a lot of the footlongs are like three dollars and fifty cents, cause of, like a, a, uh, you know, like some of them, I forgot to name them because I don't really go to Subway that much. I, it's Publix all day over here. And, and you know, in, in the South, it's Publix because Publix make the best sandwiches anyway. But you know, some of the sandwiches are 350 whatever. They got the local, they got the local subs or whatever. They're 350 And it's like me going, no, what are you talking about? Well, they, they had the average, they, they need to do, you know, I'm, t- I'm, then I start changing the goalposts to, well, why they charge a dollar for chips? It's like, you can't fault somebody. For their for the wrongdoing that they didn't do wrong and then try to change it to some other shit because it was some other shit then you should have been bad, you should have been mad about that before because you're referring to ads from years ago you didn't care about them then you can't care about them now like I gotta stop like it's pissing it pisses me off because a lot of people don't like Donald Trump I don't like Donald Trump but I don't like Donald Trump to the core like I don't I don't I don't make up stuff about him I let him make I let him give me the information. In order to roast him with, right? What y'all doing is y'all creating a wolf. And when you create this wolf, it makes people not pay attention. Because I've seen a lot of people, whether they're right or they're wrong, they still are saying, well, you know, damn, that's all they do is try to, you know, they just all they do is try to make up shit. I don't see the racism in this. So if you make a big deal out of something that's not racist, when an actual racist thing come about, then you have no, you, you just, you just, you just cut off both our legs to, you just cut off both our legs and then we have nothing to stand on for this shit. Because you decide to go off on doves over some shit that wasn't even true. Like y'all, y'all like it's like when it's like it's like how some it's like how some people want to be oppressed so bad that they just look for the shit. We it's a lot of racism going on daily for against black people. The dub shit you even have to reach for. I just hope at the end of the day, y'all ice y'all arms from all that reaching y'all was doing. Because it was grotesque to even see. Like people, people being present. It was like people being, and then you wonder why other, then y'all want to know, oh, I can't see how people don't believe this. If we show them the facts, should y'all to believe the facts when they were shown to you? So ignorance runs, ignorance runs deep down the well that a lot of people drink from. And it all, and it all needs to fucking stop. It's like, stop crying wolf for shit. That's not the truth. Y'all need to apologize. I'm not saying you got to apologize to Doug because they're a corporate corporation. So they're going to keep the wheel, the wheel's going to keep on turning. But at some point, at some point, you got to hold yourself accountable and shut the fuck up sometime. Research, research things that you see. Because the first thing I did, I see now, I go, oh, hmm. I, first thing I did, I said, hmm, that doesn't even make sense. So, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to wait. Because uh, f- some meme, some, y'all passing around a meme, y'all passing around somebody on a meme site made. Y'all from fucking, you know fucking stupid that make you look. It's like when people be posting, it's like every now and then you'll get that person that don't realize what satire is and they'll share something from the onion. And you be like, then they'll be going off about it. Be like, you know, the onion is a satire website. There's like fake, there's, there's actual literally fake news, just made up news. Like, like they'll be like, they'll share something. They'll be like, what'd it be like? Um, 
Red Cross is now going to start taking your blood electronically. You can donate your blood electronically. They'll be like, how are they going to do that? It's like, it's because it, it's not real, baby. It's a fake site. That's all I got to say for that. Because that shit, that shit just bothered me. It bothered me. I know. It's, it's like something I wrote a while ago, you know, years ago, you know, when I was younger, you know, That's what I'm saying. I'm like, this was like some shit where you could have been like, y'all bugging. This, this all I wanted was a damn. And then it's Twitter. All I had to say was, damn, we bugging. That's all I had to say. But no, you want to double down on your ignorance in the face of the facts. The fact says it was not a racist ad. And I hate I got to come out here and defend Dub Soak. They ain't paying me shit. What? I ain't got no stock in Dub. I don't care. I don't give, a, I don't give two fucks about Dub. But I, I expect I expect people on the other side to call out bullshit. So on my end, I do the same. Like if I see somebody being racist toward a white person, because black people can't be racist. That's not that's not seeing a lie. They, you can say racist, problematic shit. I'll be like, yo, chill, man. That, that ain't that ain't you know, I go you know, I go to bat for a white person that ain't doing shit. So I spe- you know, cause white people will go to bat for black people. And that's a great transition to the BT Awards because Eminem came with that super fire. Freestyle. That boy said, if you a fan of me and a fan of him, then you got to choose. I'm drawing my line in the sand. Matter of fact, I'll make it easy for you. Fuck you. Like, I was like, oh, shit, Eminem. They, Eminem told his fans, if you a fan of if you a fan of Eminem and a fan of Donald Trump, I'm drawing a line in the sand. Then, then, he, then he takes it back. He said, matter of fact, I'll make it easy for you. Fuck you, man. He said, "I'm gonna keep throwing, I'm gonna keep throwing this piece of shit against the wall till it sticks." <laughs> he said, "This fist here is for Colin Kaepernick." He said, "He said, oh my god." He said, "We love our military, we love our country, but we hate fucking Donald." Man, Eminem said, "Hold on." Eminem said, "Let me put this white privilege to work." That's what, man. I, I also, man, I I love a white person. Because with a work, I was just thinking about this. With a woke white person, you all that all that ideology that you try to use against a black person, talking about what about this, what about that, this, that, and the third. A woke white person doesn't even have the benefits that you swear a black person is trying to get by pointing out the hypocrisy in America. So you can't use none of that because they are the majority. You can't say that you can't t- you can't tell a white person that the majority is a, that the majority is not attacking them because the majority is not attacking them. So you have to take out all that strategy and it leaves you looking stupid because now you're getting because now you're getting owned by the blacks and the whites. So now you have nobody to turn to with your bullshit. So I love I love woke white people. Shout out to y'all. Like they be, I, I be seeing them like, man, man, my friend one time was like arguing with one of her coworkers. They're going to call me on speakerphone. Like, let's tell them what black lives matter mean. Like, I'm like, why are you yelling at me? She was like, cause these stupid mom, like, don't get fired. <laughs> I'm like, don't get, that's my philosophy. Don't, don't get fired over those stupid motherfuckers. Cause she called me. She was yelling. Like that was yelling. And then I explained it and she still, and, th- th- and she still goes, well, that's not what the news said. I said, what the fuck? I said, how the news will tell us about us? Okay, so here's the thing. I love woke white people too, right? So, 
I I love what Eminem just did. Um, the only thing that I, I do have a problem with is like you know how he he said that part. You know, if you're a fan of me and a fan of him, like he's gonna draw the line. I get where he's coming from, but that's kind of like you know how people with religion, right? They come at you and be like. This is why you need to believe in what I believe in. And if you don't, you know, you, you're going to hell, you know, kind of thing. And I'm not, and I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with them. I'm just saying, like, that, that's where the whole thing with fuck your feelings, fuck who you, who you think, like, okay, so how, how, let's just say Eminem first, right? If he goes to his fans and he says that, right, these fans that do like Trump, for example, mm-hmm. obviously, obviously, they are not, they're misinformed, right? And they're, they? they're, they're ignorant to what's going on in the real world, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But, but how do we expect them to come to the other side? They don't. That's the thing. I don't mean to cut you off. That's the thing. You can't, you can't expect ignorance to ever see the light because the ignorance don't want to see the light to begin with. Most of these people that the fans that he's talking about are, let's be real. The, the fans that he's talking about are white boys. These white boys live with this privilege. These white boys live with this privilege that their parents have taught them since they was young. So you think that these white boys that are probably now in their thirties and shit that have been taught all this bullshit privilege are now going to understand where Eminem is coming from when he says, Hey, this 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 shit that they're talking about, they're standing up for racial inequality. They're not disrespecting the flag. They're telling you that, hey, what's going on in America is not right. And what you've been taught by your parents is not right. They're not going to listen to that because you have the leader of the free world reinforcing what they're saying. So everything you were taught by the masses is being pro- is being projected by the masses. That's like me being a man, right? It's like me being a man. Nobody has ever sexually assaulted me a day in my life. But if a woman tells me she's been sexually assaulted, if I go, well, that's not true. My my father never told me that. He a piece my father a piece of shit, but he never told me no stupid shit like this. My father told me that women just be women just be making it up because they be regretting the person they have sex with. That's that's basically what America is doing. We're telling you bullshit is going on in the world, right? Bullshit is going on. It's evident, it's documented, but in the same breath. You would like to say that racial inequality doesn't. You got Mike Dicka, a grown ass man. That was a lot. Mike Dicka played in the NFL and most of his teammates couldn't even sleep in the same hotel as him. But he had the audacity to say that he haven't seen any racism in a hundred years. Mind you, that'd be, that, that mean he hasn't seen racism since 1970. Mike Dick, 19, 1917, 1917. Mind you, Mike Dicker is not even 100 years old. So it's like, these people don't want to believe that because that mean that pedestal that society put you on has been something that you gotta now step down and realize that you benefited from it. It doesn't matter if you benefited from a job. It doesn't matter if you benefited from whatever way it is. It's still a benefit. You can walk freely in America and not feel that the cop is gonna harass you. You know how many times I haven't had a cop harass me just for walking? Mind you, I ain't never did, I ain't never committed a crime. I don't sad my pants. I don't dress, I don't I don't even so you have no reason to bother me. I don't dress like a criminal. 
So you don't have no reason to bother me, but yet you still bother me. So it's like they have no right. So it's like they're not going to come off that pedestal. When Eminem said, fuck you, if you voted for Donald Trump or you support Trump, you already know what time it is. Donald Trump doesn't speak in code. Donald Trump speaks loud and clear. He said, right. He said, black people, black people, why don't you just vote for me? What you got to lose? He said, Mexicans, they're rapists. He said, women, grab them by the pussy. He said, he basically, he basically, he made sure he didn't speak in no code. He made sure you knew that he's going to help America be great again. He said, he's going to make sure these middle class white people that's been looked over in all these elections are going to be handled for. Mind you, he never been a middle class white person. So he ain't never going to handle, so he don't know what the fuck is like to be a working class white person but he played to that so these eminem fans they know that shit and if anybody offended by eminem saying fuck them if they voted for trump then fuck them because you you didn't have no problem with eminem was was this and lip biscuit you didn't have a problem with eminem with this and christina aguilera britney spears Taylor Swift, but all of a sudden he attacked your favorite, your favorite, your favorite celebrity. Cause he ain't a, cause he damn sure ain't a president. He just, a, he just a motherfucker taking up a seat. He the, he the substitute teacher. So you can have a problem. You don't have a problem with all that other stuff. He done disrespected, like he done disrespected so many people. Now, now that he done disrespected that orange, that, that orange, that orange man child. Now all of a sudden, oh, it's, we gotta care for the other side's feelings. They don't care about yours. That's one thing I. That's one thing we done been. That's one thing Michael Max done told us. We need to listen to be clear about is that if you tell a motherfucker something, they don't listen. Then obviously they ain't trying to get it. And if they ain't trying to get it, stop wasting your breath on them because they are a lost cause. They are lost. They gone. So why keep on worrying about them? Because because when that majority becomes a minority, I pray to God every day that the mi- that the minority that right now don't treat that majority how they've been treated. Because they better be. Because a lot of people better be happy that people in this society just want equal rights and not want revenge on what has been caused to them and what has continued to be caused for them. Because people just don't give a fuck or want to come out their pedestal that they sit on because they know they benefited from so much shit. It's like the um, Lupe Fiasco music video you 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 know showed me uh, one two three four. Mm-hmm. Like how yeah, that video speaks volumes, especially now, like with with, that, with everything going on. Exactly. You feed. You can't feed. You can't feed. You can't feed people the image of of bad black man and then expect them to be like you know I don't give no, I don't want to fuck with you no more. Because that's basically this. For all y'all haven't seen one, two, three, four. One, two, three, four basically by Lupe Fiasco explains how people come to the, come to this, this ideology feeling about black people, how black people come to the ideology feeling of feeling like they're not worth any fucking thing. Because in the video starts off with the child. He's watching music video. He watching rap music videos. You know, it's not my words that, you know, just, just to paint the picture is bitches, hoes, money, cars, clothes, guns, cars, money, you know, stuff like that. And then, you know, then it, it channel, then it zooms into like a boardroom and the boardroom fighting about it, like religious, like a religious, like a priest in the boardroom, a clans member. So it's like at the end of the, basically at the end of the video, the cop come and lock him up. Like they come and lock the little kid up because he done absorb all this crime. He, you know, ev- basically, eventually he gonna commit a crime because he done watch, he done watch so much crime be perpetuated in this society. You been, you been told you a nigga all your life. So what you, so what you think you is at the end of the day, you think you a nigga. So that's basically that's kind of, that's basically like the surface level of it. 
is that right. society keeps on telling you you a nigga or society keep on telling them that you a nigga. So that's all they going to believe. Cause you got a lot of, you got to, like I said, you got people like Mike Dick uh, who teammates didn't even, wasn't even able to sleep in the same hotel as you. And you like, I never seen racial inequality or racial tension or any of this in a hundred years. What the fuck have you haven't even, you know how, you know how idiotic that is of a statement? Cause first of all, you haven't even been alive a hundred years. Like, you, can, you lived in the Jim Crow era. You, you couldn't even go to school with the black people. Right. But you, see, this one, this one I'm saying, this, that's what I'm so, so this whole Eminem shouldn't do this to his fans. Eminem done tried to educate his fans. He, this ain't the first time he done told y'all Donald Trump is, Donald Trump is not good. He done put out countless freestyles before this one. You didn't listen. So like he said, I'm drawing a line in the sand. If you stand with me, you if you stand with me, you stand with Eminem. I mean, Donald Trump then fuck you. It's like somebody being like, "Well, I'm a fan of Jesus Shuttlesworth and I like everything he does in blah blah blah." But you voted for Donald Trump. You voted for the demise of me. That's like saying you love me but putting a bullet in my back. You you put the you put the man in place that hates me. This is that this don't got nothing to do with religion because religion, those people are crazy when it comes to that. If you don't like, I, I treat, I treat not people in religion are crazy, but those people that go, you're going to hell, you're going to, you're abomination, all that other shit. Those people are crazy, but it's a different interpretation of it because Donald Trump is an actual evil concept. He's an actual evil human, right? Jesus, God, and all this is something that we believe. I I would never tell nobody. Oh, if you if you don't believe in God, you you this that and the third. I don't care. Like if you don't like I like I was saying the other day, a lot of people like to go through all this explanation when they say they don't believe in God. Just say you don't, and I'm like, okay, cool. I don't care. I don't care. I don't. I don't, I don't care that much. Like a lot of people like that distinction. That distinction is not is nowhere near the same. It's like it's like somebody being like, oh yeah. You know what? I fucks with the clan, but you know, I, I love me some black people. Like, how, like those two, those two things cannot be together. This is not a peanut butter and jelly sandwich where you can like, where you can like peanut butter and you gotta fuck with jelly. This is a right and a wrong. You can't like the clan and like black people. That's like, that's like being, hey, I love women or I support women and I'm all for women rights while you out here raping women. Like, they, they, they don't go together. You can, you can, you can not, you can not want somebody to support you if they support something as evil as that. This is not, this is not like, I'd be like, oh, yo, if you're a vegan and you listen to this podcast, then you got to choose a side. But you know what? Fuck you. Like that, like that, like that, that, that's the type of crazy shit. That's crazy shit. Cause we joking. I joke about vegans, but I don't actually like, I don't hate no vegans. And I wouldn't say fuck you to a vegan. Like that's that crazy shit. Cause Donald Trump is like that, 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 I don't, it ain't no, le- ain't no levels to explain that. Like if you, I did the, oh man, cause I got friends that are Republicans and we cool because at least at the end of the day, they ain't never tried, they ain't never tried to, the, the gen- they ain't trying, they ain't trying to genocide. They ain't trying to commit a genocide cause that's what Donald Trump's trying to do. But he's not, but he's trying to be so inconspicuous about it that a lot of people are not noticing it because he's trying to make a, he's trying to make a war out of the NFL right now. Cause you got Jamel Hill, she's suspended for two weeks for ESPN. By the way, if you're listening to this, anybody, don't watch ESPN for two weeks. Show them where the motherfucking money lies. Because you suspend the second, I'm not going to say the second. Yeah, the second, the third. Is she say She's second because Barmani Jones is first when it comes to intelligence at BET. You suspend, I mean BET, 
MTV, ESPN, whatever. They all, they all basically owned by the same person. You suspend the second best personality you got on TV all because she taught, all because she told people how to go about bringing change. Because you got Jerry Jones, you got Jerry Jones saying, if you do not stand for the Pledge of Allegiance or the, the, yeah, the Pledge of Allegiance, what the, the national anthem or whatever, then I'm benching you. Like, shut the fuck up, man. It's like that. It's like we don't. It's like we don't want you niggas. We don't want you niggas to protest. We want you niggas to entertain us because you know what? All that kneeling during the anthem does it bring it. Well, it used to till Donald Trump decided to hijack it and trick the, all these fools into thinking it was about the flag. It it was. We're gonna bring. We gonna bring attention to what's going on in America because when we do it on our private time, y'all don't pay attention. Because if y'all did pay attention, y'all wouldn't ever utter these fucking words ever again out your mouth. Which these words being, what about? Chicago. What about Chicago? Why you guys don't do anything about Chicago? As if, as if, as if, as if all the mass murders is going on in this world is not prevalent. Your next door, ne- your next door neighbor just killed fifty people, but you talking about some Chicago? People always marching in Chicago, but you know why you don't know people marching in Chicago? Because you don't want to know the truth, and it goes back to you would like to perpetuate the stereotype that black people just want to complain. Because it's so many people, it's so many people. I don't wrote countless articles about Chicago. I don't wrote countless articles about crime. Period. Because believe it or not, crime is not a mutual excuse to black people. White people out here committing crimes too. So it's like when somebody say, "What about Chicago?" I say, "What about your next door neighbor?" What about my next door neighbor? Like, it's like y'all, y'all keep on passing, y'all keep on trying to pass the buck and pretend like only black people commit crime. Everybody commit crime. Crime is a problem. Crime is an epidemic. You can't point to Chicago as your way out. The fucking and the, the further and not to belabor the point, but I don't hold the people that are committing crime in Chicago are a bunch of thugs, right? So you take so you take the thugs in Chicago, right? So because a thug in Chicago I have never met in my life commits a crime, that means that the police in Georgia has the right to treat me however he wants to. And if you want to, if you want to do a little police brutality, it's okay because, Hey, the, the thugs in Chicago are just wilding that like that, 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 that doesn't even make sense. Like we, we, we saying stop killing black people, stop killing minorities. If you're a cop, do your job, arrest the person. If they need to be arrested, if they don't need to be arrested, stop arresting people. We're not saying don't kill people or don't shoot people. They need to be shot. They shouldn't let you shoot back. But we're what we're saying to you is if somebody is being arrested and then they wild and then they die on the way to the police department, where the fucking justice at? And then you come to find out that this person didn't even shouldn't even be in handcuffs. Exactly. You got all these you got all these people dying at the hands of cops, and that's all we asking from you. That's all we're asking. And if you hate the anthem, the anthem protest so much, then how about you get your ass out here and educate your fellow people that are so mad about this, about police brutality. Then you know what happened to your little anthem? People will stop protesting during the anthem. And then the further, not, and I'm just going in tonight. I'm, I'm on my, I'm on my shit tonight. Because if you really want to get down to the nitty gritty, if you, you want to get down to the nitty gritty, Lady Godiva? Let's get down to the degree. Before 2009, nobody came out and stood for the anthem. The players remained in the locker room until the anthem was finished. It wasn't until 2009, and this is it. This is documented. This is paid for. You can actually call your government and ask you for this and ask them about this because that money is taxed. 
No, I just said what I I just said that money is taxed. What money are you talking about, Jesus Shuttleworth? I'm talking about that money that the, the US Department The government. The government, the military, the military, the money that the military pay the United States football, NFL, to pay NFL to to do a little honoring of the veterans. They paid them like a good, a good hefty. We talking millions. They paid the millions for the players to come out and stand during the during the anthem, the fly the flag, you know, the the, the sway the flag, the fly the jets or whatever. They paid for the U.S. Department, Defense Department paid for that. They paid out their pocket for that. So all this patriotism that y'all think the NFL is so for, they paid for that. They was for, they was made, they was forced to do that. Not, not forced. They were persuaded to do that. So the patriotism that you so desperately fighting to hang on to, it was bought. So who's, who, who's not really the patriots? Who's really not the patriots in this, in this society? Who really don't give a fuck about America? Because if they actually cared about America, they'd be like, no, you don't got to pay us. Like I think one time this one army recruit was trying to do something with my blog and he tried to, and they tried to offer me money. I said, no, I said, no. I said no. I said no, I don't. I don't agree with war, but I real respect the people. But I real. But I do. I do love the people that fight in this war because you know they're just doing their part that they feel can help America. So I do it for free. So we did a little. We did some a little events for free. I didn't charge them because I actually care about America. The NFL is just a bottom. It's just a bottom line, bottom dollar type shit. So this whole we're gonna make them stand for the pledge allegiance shit. It's not because they love America. It's because they want their bottom dollar to stop hurting. But little do they know that when these players get to standing, none of us are gonna fucking watch because people are not watching now. So just imagine how many people that were trying to give you a chance are not gonna watch now because I'm so sick of society. I'm getting very sick of society and their ways of trying to make the nigger act right. Like everybody can't be you like you like society is so, so, so thrown off when somebody does not conduct their self in the way that they want them to. You have to dress like this. You have to talk like this. You have to be about this. You have to be about that. Society needs society needs to the majority. The majority needs to understand that people do different things. Everybody, everybody don't. Everybody don't wear the same color pants every day. We all would not be you. We would not be you. We would not give up our blackness to succumb to you. Fuck that. And you know, for the Muslims that don't know, earlier what I said, that's just an example of what America is in right now. And what, what, that's, I wanted Jesus Shuttlesworth to go off like that. <laughs> She, because I knew he would clarify it. <laughs> she knew. She know the trigger word. She know the trick. That's a trigger word. She knew. She knew that was a trigger word. She knew. She knew. That's how stupid people sound when you know, like, really. <laughs> and that's the thing. That is the thing. We have to open our eyes. We have to, like you said, check your neighbors. Check. You know, the, the schools, the teachers that are teaching your children, like, everywhere, the mayors, the, the governors, all of them, all of them have a part in this. It's like I can't sit here and try to take away people's blackness. We love our blackness. Like, the, the girl, the girl, what she worked at? What was it like? Banana Republic. They sent the girl from home from the Banana Republic because she had micro braids. 
to my son, it doesn't represent the banana public look or some bullshit. Like you cannot sit here and try to strip us of our blackness. That is not that is not going to happen on my watch. I'll be damned. You're not you're not going to like one thing. I one thing I know is about society is that the majority it never wants to let the minority be what it wants to be. But the but the minority the but the minority would embrace you just the way you are. Look at all these. Look at all the. All, you know how many black. You know how many people are in the hip hop culture. You got white people. You got black people. You got Arabics. You got you got South Africans. You got Chinese. You got everybody. Everybody is in. If you in this hip hop culture, we don't say hey. We don't say I'll. I'll never look at somebody and say hey. You gotta be. You gotta be wearing this or that. Shit. People don't look at me and go hey. You gotta be wearing Jordans, man. You trying to be black? You know what I'm saying? Everybody, we embrace each other in this hip hop culture, whether you want to admit it or not. Hip hop culture, like black people in general, are the most loving culture ever. Like you use Charleston, South Carolina, when the dude, when Dylan Roof shot up the church, he prayed with them before he killed them. They embraced that man in their church. Now, try try to go to. you know how you know how I'm not gonna go there. I'm not gonna go there because there's a lot of times where my friends will invite me to their church when I was young, when I used to go to church, and you just felt so uncomfortable because this was it wasn't a welcoming environment. So we all society, all you all you ask for is to play the game fair. That's all. The, that's all we want. We don't want to be treated as better than nobody. Just play the game fair. Just call a spade a spade. You cannot sit here. And not acknowledge that racism happens. Like that's all we want you to do is stop. Try, stop trying to talk to us like we crazy. Because I'm far. I'm far, I'm fairly intelligent. So you're not gonna sit here. You're not gonna sit here and talk us till we go crazy. Because I refuse to let that happen. I'm hip to your game. I'm hip to that psychology game. It's kind of like peep peep game real quick. It's kind of like when you're cheating on your girlfriend, right? And she catches you. She goes through your phone and she catches you. And your response is, why are you going through my stuff? You don't trust me. See, that's why, that's why I'll be, I'll be trying, all I'm doing is trying to love you, but you don't trust me. You did that. You know, you talk them to they're exhausted. They're like, you know what? Okay. Even if they're right, even if their point is right and you cheating, it's like you, you talk them to they're exhausted and then they give up. That's what you want us to do is give up. But guess what? We've been going for so many years. And now it's, it's bothering people because before social media, you can you can try this tactic and you can you can live in your little suburbs and you will never see a black person ever. But now all this blackness is being thrown up in your face. So everybody that hates it, you now have to face it. You can't run from it anymore. Your kids love the music. Your kids love the style. You can't run. You can't run from your. You can't all that energy you put out in the air. You now have to face it and you can't run from it. It's so beautiful. You can't run, you can't run from this problem. You now have to face it. And you can't keep on, but you can't keep hiding behind these walls of well. Cause your kid, cause your kid, cause like I was saying, like I, I, I have a firm belief that when you get to a certain age, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. That's why to go back to the Eminem fans. So those Eminem fans, he's saying, fuck you too. Eminem, Eminem is a smart dude. He thought this through. He know those people are lost. If your favorite, if your fa- they, cause you know Eminem fans worship him like he, like he God himself. So if if, if God himself can't say, you know, their God himself can't save them, then he's like, you know what, fuck y'all. I'm gonna worry about these young people. 
I'm gonna let these young people know that's not how you go in. Cause, cause going back to use another example, that's like me being like, if you do drugs and you selling drugs and you you poisoning the people, you poisoning the people and you fr- and you a fan of mine, fuck you. Like, I, I can draw that damn line. I can say who I don't want to be associated with. So you're a killer of people, like so it's like that's like the the line has been drawn. Put up a shit up. A lot of y'all, y'all, a lot of y'all, y'all got to check, y'all got to look in that mirror. Y'all got to look right, y'all got to look right in that mirror. And you got to decide whether or not you honestly, honestly believe anything that Donald Trump is saying. Because now your favorite rapper has made it very clear that if you didn't know before, you know now that Donald Trump is trash because like you like you was like like you were saying about the other people you try to give people a chance but it's only so many chances in the world you can get so you're like oh you really just stupid like let me let me you want me to explain to you how 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 stupid you have to be to vote for donald trump what? even stacy dash is like yo donald trump tripping Stacy, Stacy, that's the person that called Maxine Waters. The, the person that was disrespecting the queen, Maxine Waters, was like, yo, Donald Trump tripping. That's how crazy you is. When, when, when Stacy dad knows you're tripping, my, but my favorite, my favorite, speaking of woke white people, my favorite is Dare Earnhardt Jr. When he said, when he said, when you try to give, it was like something about when you try to give them peaceful protesting and they won't allow you to peaceful protest. So then you got to get violent with them. Oh, he, he said, it more, he said it more beautiful is a JFK line. And I can't, I forget the line. I'm sorry. Cause it was weeks ago. I was like, man, you got people in NASCAR being woke. You got people in hockey being woke. You got people in soccer being woke. So it's like all your faith. You have to, you have to reevaluate what your parents taught you. Your parents taught you this hate. Your parents taught you this hatred. So now you got to that you got to realize that your parents taught you wrong. Because like I said, one day the majority and it's coming real fast. One day the majority is going to is going to become the minority. And I pray that the minority cuz I know I won't. I pray that the minority doesn't treat you the same way that you treated them. That's all I pray. I don't even I don't, I don't pray no harm comes to you if you're ignorant. I just pray that your ignorance doesn't manifest into badness. That's all I do. Cause there's no more. Cause I can't save you. It's like the people talk about their friends from Facebook. They're from high school. They be wild on Facebook. I just simply unfollow those people. You can't. It's only so many. It's only so many things you can tell a person. So you just understand that they can't get it. Like it's like it's it's just certain shit in this world. You're just not gonna get. I don't know. You want to you want to go to some lighthearted stuff or, do, or, or or should I keep on cooking? Okay. <laughs> but yeah, okay, before we get off it. But Jamel Hill, we got your back, man. We love you. You know, cause you know his you know his you know Jamel Hill and Michael Smith are the ones that shot us out on their show, right? On ESPN. That's them. His and hers. When it was right. the, when it was his and hers, they shot they gave us that shout out. And it was oh that cause the second the second shout out was was the uh was the black on black crime thing. Which is funny, which is what we're just talking about. When I was talking about the black on black stuff, and I was like, people, you know, people kill, people kill. Black, black on black crime is not a matter of race, of self hate. It's a matter of area. It's a matter, it's a matter of killing people in your proximity. 
I was like, just like most white people kill each other, most black people kill each other because that's who you, that's who you around. And that's the way, and that's another, okay, I'm, 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 gonna end, I'm gonna end it on this. I'm gonna end, I'm gonna end this, this talk on this. And that's another thing. We understand, like a lot of society, if you take a look at what's going on in Chicago, you understand it. I don't condone it, but I understand it. These people have been taught to shoot it out. When I was growing up, when we was growing up, but we had a problem with somebody, how was taught to handle it? Exactly. See, and we, we, but she grew up in Jerusalem. I grew up in Georgia and it's the same thing. We was taught you fight it out. What, um, what, what, what pop say in Friday? He said, man, these young, these young knuckleheads don't know shit. They always want to grab a gun. He said, when I was, when I was young, you got, you put up your dudes. He said, you get, you get your, he said, you either get beat up or you do the beating up, but you live, you live to fight another day. And that's how I grew up. You handle your problems with beating somebody up. Like I can never, I can never, I would never condone killing somebody unless they put your, unless they, unless they put your, their life in danger. Like unless they pull a gun on you and you feel, and you got to kill them because if they don't have a gun and you have a gun, I'm squaring up. I don't care because I want you to, maybe there's some narcissistic in me, but I want you to fear me. You can't fear me if you dead. I want to be, I want to beat your ass so that you know not to try me again. That's the way I move with it. And that's the thing. If you kill them, what, what did they learn? Nothing. His life ended. Exactly. You took, you took a life and now you're going to jail. I don't, I don't play. I don't, one thing, one thing, one thing for sure, two things for sure. I don't play by no jail. I ain't trying to go to no jail. I ain't, I don't commit crimes. I don't commit no crime. Man, one time, you remember those jumping beans that you, they, they used to have this grocery stores or whatever? Uh-huh. Man, one time I took, one time I had got a jumping bean and forgot it was in my hand and I left the store and I was like seven and I cried to my mama to let me go back and give it back. And she was like, don't worry about that. She said, and she was trying to convince me that it was going to be okay. I was like, no, cause I ain't trying to go to jail. Like I knew then, like I knew then jail ain't no shit to fuck with. I remember one time my school, my school, they took us to like the, the visit jail or whatever. And the, the and the, um, my, jail. so, he talked, so the dude talking to everybody, you know, they had us like in the prison. We was like in the, the cafeteria part. And he said, he said to me, I'll never forget. He said, your little ass. Oh, that have fun with your little pretty ass. I was like, oh shit. He said, you'll be somebody bitch tonight. He said, you'll be somebody bitch tonight. And I remember thinking, I remember thinking, oh fuck no. I remember, I ain't got, that, that reinforced, that, that reinforced me. I ain't going to jail. He told the one boy, they'll, he told about some they'll be playing, they'll be playing with your hair before they take your booty. I was like, oh shit. He'll, t- <laughs> he'll, cause he'll, cause he said, he said, he, cause he, and I, I, I honestly God think that everybody should have to go visit jail like that. Like should have to go get one of those raw tours. Cause he was telling, cause he was telling, he was telling us how, how he killed somebody, right? He killed somebody. And that he he's going to regret it for the rest of his life. But he said that regret is not going to bring that person back. He said, I, he said, but I regret. He said, that's the thing. I regret my crime. It's people in this jail cells right now. They don't give a fuck. He said, we, he said, a lot of these people on death row. So they don't care about raping you, boy. He said, he said, you get, he said, you get white boy, like little white boys up in here like that. Cause remember the whole class white. So he said, get little white boys like you up in here. These niggas don't give a fuck. They're going to rape you. They're going to do whatever to you. And you know what these guards going to do? Nothing. Cause what they going to do? Give me more life. 
He said, you, he said, I'm already under the jail. He said, they already under the jail. What they going to do? Give them. He said, they're going to, he said, they're going to do, they're going to treat you like a rag doll. Mind you, mind you, we didn't have to go to this because we were bad kids or nothing. The school just, we just, this is something the school did. And I appreciate the middle school for doing this because that kept me, that I already didn't want to go to jail, but they kept them. I mean, boy, I, I knew then. When he said, then he done tried me. He done called me pretty. He done tried me. He done tried my manhood. And he tossed him. They <laughs> tossed him there. You'll be somebody bitch or something. I'm like, man, I ain't trying to go to jail. But that, that, that's a good segue to the book you was recently reading. If you could tell the people about it, I'll be very thankful for that. Oh, <laughs> um, it's some episode ago, what, like eight, eight episodes, I think. Um, when we started off with, uh, what books we were reading, and, um, one of them is called Writing My Wrong by Shaka Sindor. And, uh, this gentleman served time in prison. He, he murdered someone. Yeah. And, um, it was also a drug school, uh, you know, conflict or whatever. And, um, mind you, he never met this person in state of life, but, you know, it, it was in the moment, the wrong time, wrong place, and, you know, he, he shot him. And, um, he got out of prison after serving 20 years, I think it was, and he's been, he's actually been working with young people now, trying to communicate with them so that they don't end up in prison. And, um, because there's a lack of communication amongst um, our children, you know, our youth or whatnot. And um, he was he was expressing how, even though it's not an excuse to what he's done, but when he was when he did that as a teenager, and he shot the guy, um, it was 16 months prior where he was shot. Yeah. He was robbed and he was shot. So yeah. he had like a form of PTSD, but when the hospital released him, whoever it was that um, took him back home, whatever, they dropped him off at the same corner he got shot at. Ooh. So when he got um, back on the street, he he carried a gun with him everywhere he went after that because he was like, I'm not going to get shot again. So who, you know, whoever... Um, it's that, that, that trigger in the head or whatever. And that's whoever, what whoever wanted can get it. Right. Like 16 months later, he, he shot somebody because, um, the, the guy like opened the door and it kind of clicked in his head. Like, I'm not going to die. I'm not going to get shot today. I already got shot before, you know? And, um, and that's the thing. Like people don't realize how much, uh, this kind of stuff impacts people. And, and instead of listening to them and try to, like you said, the school was taking it to to the prison just because it was something, a program that they had set up. I think that's amazing, you know, to keep you out of it. Exactly. You know? That's what I'm saying. It's like, you can't, like, like I was saying, cause once you get, I feel, I'm telling you, listen to me, not you, but just in general, y'all need to listen to me. Once you get to a certain mind state, I can, I can actually, I can actually, if you want to, I can break down why violence happens this way. Just using the peanut butter analogy. If right. you're taught, if you're, okay, I'm going to explain racism to you. 
let's say you're born and your first and your first recollections when you first being taught things, you're taught that the stove is hot. Let's say that you're taught the stove is hot, water's wet, peanut butter is poison. Now, everybody you meet in your life tells you, now nah, I don't fuck with that peanut butter, it's poison. Everybody's telling you this. You grow up, you grow up to believe that peanut butter is poison because that's what's being perpetuated in your house. Then you turn on the TV and they're talking about people dying from peanut butter. They're talking about all these, all this, all this shit that's causing you to believe what was already reinforced to you. So now you honestly fully believe that peanut butter is a bad, evil thing. That's racism. You're taught at a young age that black people are horrible. When you turn on the TV, do, if you turn on the TV, you see black people on the, in the news, you can be like, damn. Is the, you know, so you're, you're getting reinforcement for what you're being told. So you're seeing it in the news. You're hearing your family members talk about it. You're hearing your family members, friends talk about it. You're hearing the people you look up to talk about it. Like, let's say you look up to Donald Trump. You're hearing Donald Trump talk about it. So you're like, you know what? Black people are bad. It doesn't matter if you meet that black person that's nice. You're like, well, that's one black person that's not bad. You know, so a lot of people, they grow up with these mindsets, especially in the state of Georgia, where... If it's not broken before they get to a certain age, it's never going to be broken. Like, I don't want to put a lot of my friends on blast, but a lot of my friends, I remember they was telling me they grew up, they grew up hating black people because that's what their parents told them. Because a lot of them, I have never, I have never been to their house when I was young because their parents hate black people. You know, so that was like, you know, and I talked to them often about it because I really wanted to do a documentary on race. And then I, you know, and the older I get, the more I just learned that it's some of this, it's self-talk. It's you know, hate is taught. Hate is taught. Like how I hate the saints, and I will always hate the motherfucking saints. Hate is talk. Fuck you, saints, motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? But it's like friendly hate. Like I don't generally hate the saints. Like if if your building was on fire, I would run in to save you. You know what I'm saying? But like actual hate is taught. So it's like this is something you grow up knowing. Like it's like it's just like Santa Claus. You believe Santa Claus is real because what? Everybody around you tell you he's real. You see movies about him being real. There's songs about Santa. You don't understand why Santa is kissing, why mommy is kissing Santa Claus underneath the mistletoe. But you just know that Santa Claus is getting freaky with mama. So you believe this until somebody tells you. Till somebody, The first time somebody told you Santa Claus was fake, what you do? Well, I, I already had questions, but the people, you know, typical children reaction, like, no, no, my life is over. And they don't you believe know. it. They don't, you, you go, my, you go, what? Santa Claus ain't real. Santa Claus ain't fake. So you go ask your parents or you ask people that you know, and they'd be like, yeah, he real. You know, till you get to the age where you like, yo. Yo, Santa Claus fake as fuck. And then you feel, and then you, you know, then you, then you go on about it. That's because you get checked at a young age. Now, you if, if nobody ever told you that Santa Claus is fake and you got to be 30, you probably would definitely still believe that shit. It's like, it's like a lot of us believe that Tupac is still alive. It's like you believe stuff as a comfort zone. Because it's because like right now it's probably a lot of people that don't believe that white privilege exists. They think because when you say something like white privilege, y'all most people envision in their heads this this mass you know this mass benefit where if you go to the store, people gonna give you like free food and shit. We're just talking about if I'm in a job interview, you're gonna get looked at in a different way than me. 
I'm going to get looked at in a criminal, you know, nine out of 10, I'm get looked at like, what the fuck? Like, especially with a name like mine, I'm going to get looked at in a different way than you. And it's because society made it so that my blackness is hated. And it just period. I know. I know one time, um, one of my teachers shout out to him. He was trying to explain affirmative action. And this girl got so rude with him. Cause you know, Again, going back to your talk with your parents that told you, he said, well, I don't like affirmative action. And then she looked, because, you know, in the classroom, everybody got to look at me before they get a statement about black people. Like, I just the represent all black people. So she looked at me. I go, man, I, I, I go, something you got to say. And then she go, because my dad, he's a constructor. He's a construction worker. And he got his own company. And they gave the job to a black dude just because of affirmative action. And then he looks at her and goes, maybe your father just wasn't that good at it. And that oh. shit shook. That shit shook her to her core. She said, "What? My father designed this, that, and the third. And then he goes, "Still, maybe he wasn't that good at it because the affirmative action just means you got to give the person a look. Then, then, then the further the point, affirmative action doesn't account into private sector or business. And then the first, then he, then he said, and then one, he then he said, and uh, again, the, I was like, this man low key ether in her father. I think he wanted to fight the father because he said again, your father probably wasn't that good. He said your father probably wasn't that good, but he said, guess what? But he said, guess what? You will benefit from affirmative action more than any black person in America because affirmative action is also put in place to benefit white women because y'all are also minorities. I said, goddamn. Like a lot of people, like a lot of people forget that, that white women are also minorities too. Like y'all was soft, like these, like these slaves was working the fields, but you had to work the bed. So it's like, don't be acting like y'all don't know, um, don't be acting like y'all don't know what being discriminated against because y'all weren't even thought of as human. Like black people were thought of as one third of a human. White women were thought of as nothing in the constitution. Like you was just, you was just a slave. You was a slave your damn self. It was in a different manner. But blacks paid with the whips on their backs and you played with the pounding of your pussy. That's the that's the only difference. So it's like y'all try to act so it's, so that shit that shit that shit shook her core. To this day she probably she to this day she probably angry about that because he meant that when he said that. He said he said he said you will he said you will benefit more than them. Then that that ether he said your father he said maybe your father's just not that good because her father he honestly because he done built a lot of shit around. You know, he done built a couple of things I done seen before. He wasn't, he just wasn't that good. He just wasn't good. Like he has, I don't want to put, I don't want to put him on. I don't, I think he's still, I, I don't really keep up with this woman or whatever, but I'm pretty sure her father still make houses and all this other stuff. And it's a lot of places. Oh, I'm not gonna put him on blast. They just say it's a lot of places where, where, where construction started and was never finished. So you wasn't that good. Speaking speaking of um women, speaking of women, um a lot of a lot of listeners of the podcast, a lot of actresses of the pod that listen to the podcast, shout out to y'all. They wanted us to speak about Harvey Weinstein. I don't know if not you're familiar with him, but if I feel like this is a topic, I know I just I know I just went out on another rant, but I, I this one is this one is near and dear to my heart because I it, it makes me, it makes me sick to my stomach to see this even going on. Now a lot of people. I'm a, Harvey Levin. I've been Harvey Levin. 
Har- not Harvey Levin. Harvey Levin, shout out to you. TMZ is amazing. Yo, I love TMZ. Like, I would watch TMZ and be fascinated by it because neither, neither one of us care about pop culture or what goes on in pop culture. But I would watch TMZ and be fascinated by just how enthused they are to tell me about seeing Justin Bieber on Rodeo Drive. Like, we just ran into, we just ran into Justin Bieber and you would never guess what he was doing. And then you did, you did, you were like, what was he doing? And then they come back for commercial break. We got Justin Beaver on Sun on Rodeo Drive buying clothes. He was coming out of the Gucci store. We asked him, how did he feel today? And it's like, mind you, they, mind you, 90% of the celebrities they talk about, I don't even know. It's just, I love to see people passionate about their job. It's just like a passionate job. So anyway, shout out to Harvey Levin. Yo, this one time, speaking of religion, this one time, I forgot what they was talking about. I think it was to my there was to my gayness in hip hop, right? Uh, and they had Lil Scrappy on. Now, for all y'all not familiar with TMZ, Harvey Levin is gay. He's gay. He's openly gay. Lil Scrappy was talking about he ain't with that gay shit. Mind you, I don't think Lil Scrappy know that Harvey Levin is gay because he doesn't carry his self in a stereotypical way. But he goes. I don't know with all that gay shit, da 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 da. He's just going in, you know. It's in the Bible it says this and that and the third. And Harvey Levin just like taking it like a chip is like, well, 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 you know. He's just like listening or whatever. And I'm, I'm watching this like I want to do a little scrappy. You know that Harvey Levin is gay because he was going in. He was like he hate gay shit. He ain't with that gay shit, which is like, dude, who cares? It's it's like, dude, who gives a fuck, man? It's like if they ain't trying to fuck you, then why do you care? And if, and if they is trying to fuck you, this is what you say. I'm not. I'm not into dudes. That's like I say. Like none. Like none of my gay friends hit on me because they know I like men. If they hit on you, then maybe you secretly like men, and then you just don't want them to do it in public. Anyway. 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 Preach. Anyway. Okay. So what happened with Harvey Levin? Harvey Levin's thing. Harvey Weinstein is that Harvey Weinstein is doing like what a lot of people in higher power in society do, which is abuse their power with women. And what I mean by this is a, a sexual assault case has stuck to him. It recently came out that he was abusing his power and trying to get this woman to sleep with him just for like move like for movie roles, auditions. Like they like they like they are honestly the scum. Like men that abuse their power are the scum of the earth. I can't even get through the sentence because I just want to say what I gotta say. They they abuse their power like they say you meet a woman or whatever. You like, well, if you fuck me, I can get you. I can get you an audition, or I can call my friend Pharrell and get you, get him to make your track. They don't even promise you to get it made. They be like, or I can introduce you to people. And this is something a lot of us have. This is like, this is like, it's it's, it's sick to see society be that low. You you want to have sex with a person that bad that you'll sell them hopes and dreams just for you can get in the bed with them. Mind you, you have a wife. You have a, you have a, you have a, you have a lovely wife. Cause you ugly. Like I'm, I try not to fuck that. Fuck that. They ain't giving this man no dignity. This man is a p. He looks like a piece of shit. If you ever watch Entourage, he, remember Harvey Wein, Weinberg or whatever. That person is the betrayal of Harvey Weinstein in real life. Only they toned it. I think I, I tweeted today. I said I knew from watching Entourage that he was a piece of shit, but I didn't know that it was this bad. The the um. The entourage verse was light because he was just bullying men and shit. But he's out here. He's been doing this for 30 years. Mind you, he done put, he done, he's responsible for some of your favorite movies, whether it's 
pulp, you know, pulp fiction, Shakespeare. You know, you know how much I love Shakespeare. Shakespeare and love, like Kill Bill. You know, he he he's the production house behind a lot of those places. So he done put money up. He did the Khalif Broder story. So it's like with Jay Z, with Jay Z, whatever. So it's like he done been out here. He's an influence. So this 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 is show how powerful he is. He done produced over like a hundred movies. Like he's very powerful. You know, so it's like you're using instead of you using your power to do good and only good, you're using your power to do creep shit. You're creeping on women. You're out here sexually abusing women all for the sake of just getting your rocks off. Like have sex with your wife, my nigga. Like it's sad that a woman has to contemplate whether or not because we get, I get that's why like I don't even approach women in a grocery store if I want them to be like a model for San Quan. Like I think I think um when we was doing the fa- when we was doing the fashion show and I and it was models I didn't know what what I had what I had done told me to talk to them yes because I felt like I don't want them to think I'm coming off on some creep shit because a lot of people are that like a lot like like a lot of our models like I don't never do but I never hit on them. I never hit on them. I I treat them like the I treat them like the professional that they are. We just, we friends, we cool or whatever. But I I never disrespect them. I never be. I see a lot of and I see a lot of photographers and designers doing that shit. They did the, the models. They be leaving heart heart emojis under their shit, like sticking their tongue out to my old girl. Your ad looking fat, like just basically like trying to flirt with them. And then now they feel like they they got this obligation to either flirt back or never get a job for them again. Like I would never, I would never disrespect somebody like that. I would never, I would never treat these women like they're pieces of meat that you could just, just at your disposal, like use your fame, use your fame to get news from them and shit like that. Like it's, it's pathetic. Like you that pathetic that you can't find a woman that just likes you for you. So instead you got to try to abuse your power. That's fuckboy shit. I don't, I don't, and I don't, I don't, I don't like it. I done told several women on several occasions that y'all better than this. Like they'll be backstage at these at these concerts, and it and and for anybody say anything, it was just, it wasn't just rock black. I mean black. It wasn't just rap concerts. It was rock concerts too. Like shit, I I, lo- I love the fucking Eagles, right? I love the Eagles, but this groupie culture is out of hand. Like they used to, they used to, the Eagles as much as I love them, and but then again, I'm it's like it's. They used to have this thing where, but I don't know or not. This is basically using it for sexual favors. But they would have this thing where this is just disgusting. They have like a bowl and they put all the room keys in a bowl, and the woman and the women, the women would you know put their hand in the bowl and whatever key they get, they go they go to that hotel room with that dude. So they pass it. So they passing women around like they're champagne bottles. Oh Society God. is disgusting, and then and that that when I'm like that, that and they just and it's just there and it's just there, like it's just a thing, like it's like bragging about it, cause that's one part of the um, that's one part of the the Eagles, the Eagles um, Eagle documentary. I ain't like it's like that's disgusting. What Joe Joe Bun got this line where he goes, I don't what would Tupac say? I don't want it if it's that easy. Like it's like no, it's like that shit is disgusting that a woman is just willing to sleep with you because of your fame, and it's also disgusting that you would take a woman and just feed her promises on the offset of her having sex with you. Like oh oh, I love your talent. You're a very talented young woman, but you know what? You're not gonna get in this movie unless you sleep with me. 
That's the only way you can get in this movie. I'm, you gotta let me, you gotta let me touch the pussy or something. I don't even, the Eagles thing is just disgusting in its own. I don't even know how, I didn't, I couldn't even connect that two together because when I started talking, I figured, I just figured, I just put that together. I'm like, those people, I, they're just free, I, that's just crazy. Like, have some respect about yourself, but the, the fucking Harvey Weinsteins and all the other people that, the, the LA Reeds, the LA Reed, like, man, L.A. Reed, he, he that, that dumb motherfucker incriminated himself in his book. He was like, oh, I had Usher come seen from the ladies in my office to see what they thought because I only kept pretty young ladies around. So if you're, so if you're ugly, that means you, that, so, so you can be the most creative woman in the world, but because you're ugly, L.A. Reed's not going to give you a job. You have to be a, a pretty young woman. So now you got these pretty young women in here, not because of their talent, but because you just want them to be just because you want some eye candy to look around. Women are not disposable. Women are not meat that you can just treat like disposable cameras. Like that's sickening. Like that sickens me. Preach. Like that shit. Like then I'm like y'all niggas out here going hard on 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 Hugh Hefner, but Hugh Hefner he didn't treat them like meat. They he treated them. Like the women they wanted to be treated like he he made sure that the sexual revolution happened because a lot of people to my they're feminists. Y'all don't even know what the fuck a feminist mean. Going back to that fashion show, feminists mean a person that wants equal rights for the sexes. That means they want women to be paid the same, women to be treated the same. So I don't know. Oh. Hugh Hefner was a dog because he had naked women in the magazine. I'm a feminist and I don't like that. What the fuck they got to do with being a feminist? Because I'm a feminist too, dumbass. So that don't even make sense. Because if anything, you should be like, yo, I'm, I, if they want to show their body, guess what? I'm all for it. That's what you want to do. You should be fighting for the rights for women to be able to show their body. Just like a man can show his body and not be ridiculed for it. If you was a true feminist, you would be for the same rights of the man to be able to show his, to show his body, to show her body, just like a man can show his body without repercussions from the government or the law being locked up. So it's like, if you're going to be about it, really be about it. Don't just say words because they just, because you're just saying them. As crystals like, as crystals like to say on the read, words mean things. Don't just talk about it because it, cause it's cool. Don't just, don't just hashtag I'm a feminist. You're not a real feminist because you're offending me. Or I'm a, because I'm feminist as fuck and you're offending me by putting disrespect on what I got going on. And masking your bullshit behind I'm a feminist. You're not a feminist. You just a woman. I'm just saying that shit. Bo- that shit bothers me. No, I know. But go- but going back to but going back to Harvey Weinstein. Leduval talked about it in an interview. He didn't. Well, I don't, he wasn't. Well, I don't think I don't know who Lil Duval was talking about. But Lil du- I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read Terry Cruz's tweet first, and then I'm gonna tell you about Lil Duval. Now, Terry Crews, if y'all don't know, Terry Crews is, he, you probably know him from you know, Damon. He's Damon from, from the Friday series. Or you probably know Terry Crews from the, the old Spice commercials. You know, he's the one with the muscles on the muscles on the muscles on the muscles. He can make his, you know, he can make his, his chest muscles dance. That'd be cool. Yo, wait, wait till I get some muscles. Just Lady Godiva. You better get, you better, you better be, I hope you like my chest, cause when I get some muscles, boy, I ain't never wearing a shirt. Oh, 
<laughs> ain't never with boy. You like Jesus? You, you just gonna walk around certain? Yes, but we at the restaurant. I don't care. Muscles. Ooh, I'll be flexed. I ain't gonna be Terry Crews. I ain't gonna be Terry Crews. The Rock. Be man. I ain't gonna be as big as Terry Crews and The Rock. I don't want to be big. I just want to be cut. I want to be cut. I want you to be like, damn, I can eat I can eat eggs off his chest. I want that type of chest. I want like a six pack. That's all I want is a six pack. I ain't, I don't want much. Just a six pack. <laughs> just a six pack. I'll just say I, I all I want is a six pack. I do not want all them fucking muscles. Them too many muscles. Them too many muscles. Cause then you gotta eat like six six thousand calories a day and I don't even eat I I probably don't even consume a thousand calories a day. So I ain't trying to I, I can't do that. Be forcing yourself to eat. I gotta force myself to eat nowadays. That sounds bad. That's like an eating disorder. <laughs> gotta force myself. But anyway, okay, anyway. So Terry Crews goes, the whole thing with Harvey Weinstein is giving me PTSD. Why? Because this kind of thing happened to me, Terry Crews. My wife and I were at a Hollywood function last year and a high-level Hollywood exec came over to me and groped my privates. A high-level Hollywood exec came over to me and groped my privates. I jumped back and said, what are you doing? My wife saw everything, and we looked at him like he was crazy. He just grinned like a jerk. I was going to kick his ass right then and there, but then I thought twice about how the whole thing would appear. 240-pound black man stumps out Hollywood Mancho would be the headlines the next day. Only problem, only, only I probably wouldn't have been able to read it because I would have been in jail. So we left. That night and the next day, I talked to everyone I knew and have worked with him about what happened. He called me the next day and apologized, but never really explained why he did what he did. I decided not to take it further because I didn't want to be ostracized. Par for the course when it comes to predators who have power and influence. I let it go. And I understand and I understand why many women who have had this happen to them let it go. Who's going to believe you? Few. Who are going to question you about it? Many. Do you want to work again? Yes. Are you prepared to be ostracized? No. I love what I do, but it's a shame and the height of disappointment when someone tries to take advantage of that. He knows who he is, but sometimes you have to wait and compare notes with others who have been victimized in order to gain a position of strength. I understand and I empathize with those who have remained silent, but Harvey Harvey Weinstein is not the only predator. Hollywood is not the only business this happens, and to the casualties and to this casualties of behavior, you are not alone. Hopefully, me coming forward with my story will hopefully bring out more people to talk about the hopelessness that they feel from predators. That's from Terry Crews, a 240-pound black man. And then 
to go back to another point, to go back to another point, damn, my bad, to go back to another point, Little Duval talked about this in the interview, um, he talked about this in the interview, and Charlemagne, not, 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 not like in a, not in a bad way, but Charlemagne, even Charlemagne didn't believe when Little Duval was saying it, because Little Duval was like, Cause you know, little Voss say stuff in a joking manner, but you could tell he was dead serious. You could tell he was dead serious. He said when he was on the set of Barbershop 2, some little white dude came up to him, some little stocky dude came up to him and said, you enjoying yourself? And he was like, yeah. He said, you want to be in the movie? And little Voss was like, hell yeah, I want to be in the movie. Why not? You know, you know, who, who doesn't want to be in Barbershop 2 or whatever? So, you know, and then he says, so the dude asked him to come back to his trailer, you know, so he goes back to the trailer and he think he's about to discuss something like, you know, what role he wanted to play in Barbershop 2. But then Lil Duval words, not mine. You know, he's keeping my hand. He can mean so he don't mean like he said it. He said, he said he tried to do some gay shit with me. Meaning he was trying to have sex with Lil. He wanted Lil, Lil Duval to have sex with him to be in the movie. And then Charlemagne, the asshole, talks him, what, did you do it? Talks him, you see, talks him, talks him, you see me in the damn movie, did you? Then, then, then Charlemagne ain't shit. He ain't shit. Talks him, well, I did see, like, your elbow in the movie. <laughs> but, yeah, this stuff happens. This stuff happens. This stuff happens so much. We actually elected a person. They, I'm going to stop saying we because we didn't. They actually elected a person that does the same type of thing. It's about grabbing people with pussies. So, is the crazy thing that goes on? Do you, do you, I'm, 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 I'm going to ask this without getting mad. Cause I, you know, you know me, I'm very protective of you. Do you do you feel this way when it comes to a lot of people in in our industry? Uh, the way you feel, or the, the way the, the way the way that you feel like a lot of people are just trying to offer you offer you opportunities that don't exist off the script of trying to be with you. Oh yeah, a, a, a lot of times, and it and it it's sickening. Like I come to you all the time, knowing like, what the fuck is this, like. Who do they think they are? <laughs> and and I be trying to protect you from it because I can smell I can smell bullshit a mile away. So I'll be like, nah, that don't you know, nah, that don't cause a lot of this cause I'll be like, nah, that don't make sense. Nah, we ain't doing that. Cause a lot of people when they what they say and what they do never adds up most of the time. Cause they be like, yo, we want you to do this, we want you to do that. And then when the time comes to do it, they know where they know where to be found. Like that one, like that one, it was this, it was this, it was this one dude who was married or whatever. And I forgot what he wanted you, he wanted to do something. But I remember telling you, this dude just trying to fuck. It was a, it was the, it was a couple years ago. And I remember telling you, like, this dude just trying to fuck. Cause what he talking about ain't even making no sense. And then kind of, you know, so yeah. So it's like, a, I, man, that shit makes me unnerving. It's like, it, it bothers me to the core because. I just, I just want to help everybody I meet. You know me. I just want to help everybody I meet. Woman, man, child. If you have a passion and I have a connection that can help you with your passion, I want to help. But then there's people like Harvey Weinstein and them 
that make it hard to help people because everybody think you're trying to flirt with them. If I tell a woman, that's like society get crazy. Like if I if I say hello to a woman and then she snap on me, I just I just take it up like you know what I I, I get where you're coming from. Because you get that a lot, like you get that a lot from society. Like when, 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 what's it? When Terry Crews is talking about, oh, you know, it doesn't just happen in the Hollywood. That that's what he's referring to. He's just referring to on the street. You just women always have to have their guard up because you never know what people are trying to do. Like a lot of people, like it knows if you try to talk to us men, if you're just waiting in line, and you try to talk to a woman. At first, you stand off until she see, oh. He's not, he's not flirting with me. He's just passing time like I'm passing time. Or he might, or he might generally like, or he just generally might like something I got in my hand. I remember this one when we was talking about this movie. And she was looking like, why is this nigga talking to me? And then like in the middle of the conversation, she was like, oh, like you can tell, like you can see the switch. Like, oh, he actually generally, he actually generally actually seen this movie before. So it's like, I don't, so it's like women shouldn't have to live with this constant fear of somebody pouncing on them. Oh, yeah. It's hard. It's really hard not to, you know, have your guard up. So, um, just like you said, you know, women consider minorities, even the white women, and, and, and sex seems to be the only way for them to get anywhere. And unfortunately, there are a lot of women that, that will go for that. And, you know, I guess these men think all women are going to go for it. And that's not the case. I'm not one of them. No, sir. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what I'm saying. I'm like, it's like, man, it's... It's like, man, I gotta stop treating women like they're disposable. You, you are, they are not here for you to have sex with them. Like, if you, 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 man, it's like women. I'm gonna stop saying women because Terry Crews just, Terry Crews just, just shows you that it's not just, that showed me. So it'd be very ignorant of me to say just women. People in power, you have, cause a lot of people, a lot of people in power in general do that. It's kind of like a, you have to show me love for me to show you love type thing when it comes to anything, not even sexual favors. But see, they and 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 the the biggest ones that um, suffer the most are the children. Children in the industry too. They they go through it. A lot of people don't realize that. They think you know, you know, you know how like these these uh, for example Disney stars that that were in the business since they were little kids and they grow up and you they change up their their uh you know scenery and and start being a different person but really it, it was them the whole time but it's just I, I don't know things that they've been through things they've seen it's not a joke <laughs> I don't know I don't like it exactly is uh, I I use I use me I use me for example because I hate using other people. A lot of people to this day won't do shit for me because I went play the play the favors game. Not not even in the sexual nature. It was if you come to this, come to the you know come do this event for free and in the future you know in that that in the future shit. A lot of people like to kick that in the future shit, right? So it's like a lot, and this this is from high. This is from people in like giant power. Like, oh, you do this for me in the future. I do this for you. Mind you, the future doesn't come. So it's like I I I just don't. Me personally, my mor- my morals always stand 
before anything, which goes to what I wanted to talk about. And it doesn't, and it didn't, at, at first it didn't really parallel into nothing. It was going to just be me as an influencer bitching about something, but you can't sell your soul for these people, man. Like I was watching a, a YouTuber today. I'm not gonna say the YouTuber's name because hopefully I sent I sent I sent him a message. So this song we have I have sent to him. But this YouTuber was talking about he do vlogs, and he was he was he was talking about some shoes he just got. He been waiting on them, and then he starts talking all kind of mind you, shoes are subject to are subject. You can you know. What you find beautiful is not what I find. You know, I cannot find it beautiful, but it can still be beautiful to you. But then he starts saying all kind of crazy shit. Like, you would think he had the second coming of the greatest shoe ever in his hand. The way he was describing this shoe. Somebody, he's going to do this, that, and the third. He's going to leave links for y'all to buy the shoe. They, I, when, when, I ain't get paid for this. I'm just happy about it. And I'm like, I'm watching this, and I'm like, I can clearly hear in your, vo- your tone of voice that you're getting paid for this. You sold your you sold your soul for a pair of shoes and some money. For whatever favor they offered you, because they offered they probably offered you a favor or the, or the money was the favor. So now you 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 have sold your integrity. Because I was reading the comment section. The comment section normally jokes. The comment section today was like, you know that shoe, you know the shoes trash. So you telling me them great shoes ever? So you telling me those are the greatest shoes you ever seen in your last thirty years? So then we said. I'm gonna show you the shoes personally, for you can tell me. But yeah, everybody. So like, you sold your integrity for a little bit of gold, and you can't get your integrity once you sell your integrity. You can never get it back. Like people, people, people will um people will send us stuff right, and they don't say make a good review about it. All they simply say is give your honest opinion. If you don't, there's some of me go as far as you don't even have to post about this. Like those skull candy, like those skull candy wireless Bluetooth speakers. Right. Skull candy that asked us to do a review, but I love, but I love my skull candy. I use my skull candy speaker every day. I love it that much that I gave a great recommendation to. I was like, this is a great crystal clear speaker. It's loud as hell. I don't know how they pack so much sound in the sound mine. But you know, if you if you come across it, then you should get one. Yours glow in the dark, by the way. I don't know if you know that, but yours glow in the dark. <laughs> but yeah, so it's like you don't it's not you don't have to sell your soul because what these people are promising you, you can get on your own. And that's what Terry Cruz is talking about when somebody's not always just sexual. Because a lot of people, yo, can you put this person in the magazine? Can you blog about this person? I'll give you this person. Like trading, like trading fake, like trying to trade people. Because yep. this is one, because this is, because I, because when I was young, I didn't, I didn't catch on to it quickly when I was young. Because I didn't realize, I was like, oh, cool word. Man, to this day, this one, this one person that shall remain lame, nameless. They owe me a Lil Wayne interview. Lil Wayne doesn't owe me the interview, but I was promised a Lil Wayne interview from this person. Not his manager, nothing like that, but just in general, like a person within the record label, within the record label. Probably don't even work for Universal no more, but you know what I'm saying? So it's like, don't ever. So like, I remember, I remember just being there, like, I ain't, I ain't selling my soul. Like, I always, like, I always, I from, from then on, it's, it clicked. I was like, you know what? Fuck that. You either gonna give me this artist or you're not gonna give me this artist. 
And that's what childhood stars go to is you grow up and they tell you, oh, if you go to this benefit, if you show up on this TV show, then we can get you your own TV show. Do this one favor for me. It's on, shit is on shit is on entourage involving Harvey Weinstein. There was like Harvey Weinstein would love for you to do this one movie because he was asking Vince. By the way, Entourage is on HBO. It's a very good show. I, I love it. I'm, I need to go rewatch it. But on the show, he was like, if you can do Catcher in the Rye, it was some it was some because Vince didn't Vince really wanted to do Medin, which is the story of Pablo Escobar. But Medin had a scheduling conflict with some move, some 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 movie. I've got the movie's name, and like Harvey Weinstein would not let Vince do it. So it comes to a point where they were like, "Okay, Vince, if you want to do the the Medin movie, you got to do this other movie for me." So it's like you're trading favors. So you're trading favors. They try to make you trade your integrity to do a movie that you wanted to do. So that's that's basically what goes on in the society, and it's sickening to see. Like if I if I'm if I'm gonna do you a favor, I'm just gonna do you a favor. If you don't return that favor ever, then that's just then that's just cool. You was you you wasn't worthy enough of the favor, and, and karma's gonna catch up to you. And that's just that. Like you don't you don't have to sell. You don't have to you don't have to sit up here and be on Twitter fake laughing at people's shit that you don't find funny, sharing people's shit that you don't actually enjoy listening to. You don't have to. Fa- you don't have to fake it. To- you don't have to fake it to make it like that. I'm, I'm gonna share this person's thing for maybe they'll share mine. No, that's not how it works. If you like somebody's shit, then just post it. Right, exactly. Like stop kissing. Like stop kissing. Like stop kissing ass. They don't get you nowhere. But they don't, they don't get you nothing but a but a yuck mouth. Don't get you no- kissing ass. Don't get you nothing but chap lips. And that's, I don't know. What? What? I didn't even get to talk about, okay. Okay, I'm going to talk about the funny thing. Yo, did, did you know that Donald, Donald Trump is actually out here tweeting citizens in America? He done took shots at Jamel Hill. That ain't the funny thing. That is funny, though. Like, you the president of the United States and you out here taking shots at a person, at a, at a, sports, at a sports reporter. Like, why did that even bother you? But anyway, anyway. Okay. 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 You ready for this? Because it's funny. Okay. Why Zoe Dollars keep on taking shots at Joe Button? Why? No, no, no I'm asking. I'm just asking. I'm, you probably like, who the fuck is Zoe Dollars? <laughs> Zoe Dollars is some rapper without a head. Zoe Dollars is some rapper without a head and he, doing the BET Cypher. Shout out to the BET Cypher because Jig did his damn thingaling. He got on the show and showed his pure ass. Saw how the print show his ass. Show his ass. Black show his ass. Everybody from Atlanta showed their ass. They went in. Everybody from Atlanta showed their ass. I was proud. I was like, hey, town stand up. Anyway, but Zoe Dollars get to rap and he goes, they say, Jay Z say never go full Eric Benet. I say never go, never go Joe Budden and let a beautiful woman like Tahiri leave you on TV or some stupid shit. And I'm like, dude, why you keep on disking this man? Cause no, no disrespect to Tahiri, but Sin looks way better than Tahiri. Like he winning. I'm, 
And there's no shot. And there's no shot at Tahiri because she ain't do nothing to be in this. And I'm sorry that I even said that, but it's like, dude, why are you so obsessed with this grown ass man? Then he talks, oh, I'm gonna do the pump it up challenge. Like, listen here, you cannot. You can you cannot disrespect the person with a you if you want to call him a one hit wonder that's cool but that is a smash hit you could play pump it up right now and everybody in the room is gonna start dancing that's how big of a me- that's a mega that's not even a that's not even a one hit wonder that's a smash and further to, and to further the point you don't even have a hit most people that listen to this podcast right now don't even know who the fuck you is. I just found that funny that you keep on disrespecting somebody off the grounds of t- calling them a one-hit wonder when they got countless amounts of music that is successful. The boy can rap... First of all, he can rap you under the table. That's that's not to belabor the point. He can rap you under the table. And then Joe Budden gonna tweet the nigga talking, you trash. And then he said... Oh, I love hate. I love whole button or, or some. I hate whole button. He was like, keep that same energy, but you still trash. Like he won't even he won't even dignify your bullshit with bars. <laughs> like like that's crazy. Like even Drake. Like even Drake had to admit, like yo, I'm bugging. Man. I can't really go at Joe. Even Drake had to go on a record. One of the records on More Life and be like, man, I'm sorry, Joe. You just hurt my feelings. When he was like fuck Joe Budden or whatever, he made that dick. When he made that weak ass attempt at a diss song, and then Joe bombed on him. Uh, he was like, "Yo, he was like, I'm sorry, I just, you just hurt my feelings because I really look up to you know." He he put it was in rap form or whatever, but he was like, you know, basically you just hurt my feelings because you didn't like my album because views from the six was kind of trash. He was like, you just hurt my feelings because you didn't like my album, and I felt like you could have told me that yourself. You had said on your podcast, like it. It, them two light skinned ass niggas just be in their feelings with each other. That nigga Joe said, How you gonna do? How Drake gonna diss me? We smoke hookah together. Like, what the fuck, nigga? What? Them two. That shit funny. Like, like he a Virgo, so he take shit on the chin. That shit was funny. But yeah, Zoe Dollars, chill the fuck out. First of all, your name is Zoe. Your name is, you a grown ass man named Zoe. But anyway, chill out. Leave your button alone. That man's having a baby. Shout out to him and Sin. Congratulations. Yeah, he, the man having a baby. My bad. I need to talk over you. It's okay. Go ahead. Like, man, that man having a baby. Chill the fuck out. Because you, you don't want them bars. Like, Zoe Dollars, you really don't want them bars. So I'm going to start the Pump It Up Challenge. What You need to start the hit, make a hit challenge. How about that? What Eminem say? What Eminem say to Nick Cannon? How you gonna ruin my career? To Nick, somebody gonna ruin my career? You better get one. <laughs> people out here, people. That's but that's the internet for you. People just be out here talking crazy. But anyway, we gonna we gonna we gonna we gonna end this like this. Either you with Trump or you with us. You can't be on both sides. But to make it simple, fuck you if you lo- if you voted for Trump. Black, white, Puerto Rican, Asian, baby hell, no hell, big booty, little booty, big big boobies, no boobies, little dick, small dick, six pack, no six pack, 
bald hair, long hair, dreadlocks, whatever. If you vote for that man, you voted for my demise. And I don't ride with you. Just know, I don't even want you to, you shouldn't be in presence of my voice. You don't deserve, you don't deserve to hear the, you don't deserve to see what we got going on. Performing tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good night. Good night.